following message is presented by Community Gospel Church in Bremen, Indiana. It is our great privilege to share this ministry with you. We in no way intend for this to be a replacement for the local church. It is our prayer that this would serve as a resource to help make Jesus Christ known in our congregation and other congregations gathering across the world. For more information about Community Gospel Church, visit www.communitygospelchurch.com. Okay, well, good morning. Welcome. It is the morning it still. It is. For us, it is. I'm telling you what. It's it's different. It's a different setup this morning. It is. We we have a new table. We're it's, adjusting. It's a different day than we normally do this. Ugh. So many changes. My whole schedule's off because it's Easter season, and yeah. I don't like it. It's. I'm just going to tell you that right now. I'm trying to think of a positive. I don't like it. It's hard. I, I It's a lot. A lady in the church looked at me one time and she said, you're so regimented. And I was offended. And now she's so right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Easter season happens and everything is thrown like off. Like everything else in my life. She was right. I was wrong. Anyway, um, good morning. It might be good afternoon. I don't even know. It could be, uh, it could be midnight for all I know. Ooh. Can you imagine listening to this at midnight? That puts you to sleep. Put sleep. That would put you right to bed. <laughs> Speaking of sleeping, that's what I should uh, do. Jess, you're not sleeping real well I, right now. I'm not. We we have a new puppy at our house. <laughs> he is eight weeks old, and um, he likes to be up. This is where I, sometimes I wish we recorded this because your <laughs> face is like, I'm really excited, but I'm not. But he's at the so same cute. Time, I'm he, still. Yeah. What'd you name him? Colt. The boys named him Colt. Where do you get that from? I, I asked your husband, and he's like, I have no idea. I think, to be honest, have you, okay, old, like, 90s movie, mm-hmm. uh, Three Ninjas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Colt and Tum Tum is what my youngest wanted yeah. to name him. <laughs> my like, kids love that movie. Yeah, we do, too. So I think they they were going to, they're like, what about Rocky? Well, then yeah. there's a part that goes, Rocky loves Emily. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. We can't do that. So then they're like. Logan goes, Tum Tum. He'll be like me. He'll that eat everything. That would be awesome. If you named your dog Tum Tum. <laughs> oh, yeah, we nixed that one. That was our How veto. fast was the nicks on there? Was there any contemplation, that, though? No, that, like, there was like, like a, I'm going to do this. <laughs> no. Can you imagine yelling, I'm Tum Tum, come here? I'm a little of, I'm a little <laughs> upset you didn't name your dog from here on out. Every time I see it, it's going to be Tum Tum. Well, he's going to be huge. And um, so, yeah, that'll be awesome. So I think that's how they got it because Colt is the third one. And they totally named it Tum Tum. If Logan had his way, that's what it would have been. It's super funny that you talk about Three Ninjas because I remember, uh, like, this is a couple months ago, the girls were like, let's watch a movie. And I was like, let's watch Three Ninjas. And they're like, what is this? And it's 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 surprisingly violent. Oh, it is. <laughs> yes, but I have boys, so violence is just part of our everyday thing. It was it was a little, yeah. a little rougher than yeah. I remembered. It was it was. That so. is every '90s movie. Sometimes I think, Mom, you let me watch these. And like, there's a lot of intimacy in '90s mm-hmm. movies. You ever notice that? You ever notice like how more much, than you like, think? I'm like people, like you can't do that. Like no. this is not. And a lot more swearing, mm-hmm. like in yeah. kids' movies, and kids are doing the swearing. I'm like, what, what, what? Stop. Plug your ears. Yep. Close your eyes. We watch Big. Ooh. Can't do no. that. No. Like, <laughs> it's rated PG. Yeah, you. It, Top Gun's rated PG. Yeah, you know, we can't show that can't either. Can't do that. Nope. Oh, my Classic word. Classic. I'm, so, I'm so distraught. I'm so distraught yep. right now. Anyway. So, new puppy. We aren't sleeping. He poops and pees in my house all the time, <laughs> and it's amazing. I learned that um, this has nothing to do with anything, but I learned that people in New York City 
have artificial grass in their apartments so they can leave all like in the day and, and the, the dog goes to the bathroom on the artificial grass and then they just pick it up like normal and dispose of it oh i yeah we're gonna just take them outside because it makes your house smell yeah uh, that's what <laughs> that's exactly what you just said is exactly <laughs> what i was thinking in my mind i was like uh your house would smell like feces all, all day time. long yeah all the time like we're trying to get out of that i mean granted we're like three days into this puppy venture so it's very and he's such a baby because i mean he's just yeah he's two months he's baby uh, it takes like two years for them to become a dog stop it it does don't I, be so negative it, i i, I, I applaud know. you for your efforts i think it's great i'm excited for you i think it's awesome but uh yeah like frank our basset hound <laughs> i love frank <laughs> he, he is like droop, droop, droop. <laughs> he does he's kind of got the eeyore vibe he totally has he's the like, eeyore vibe eh, what are we, we have more today? of a tigger <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got yeah 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 <laughs> So he like he's two and he's just now becoming a dog. Yeah. Like where I'm like, oh, yeah, this is why I have a dog. This is why this is fun. This is the best part. But I feel like that's a little bit like children. Uh, like, yeah. let's be real. Like mm -hmm. until they like are potty trained, mm -hmm. like it's a little bit more intense. Now I'm loving our stage of life. A woman becomes a mother the second she gets pregnant. Uh, a man becomes a father. Uh, as soon as like his kids are like three or four, yeah, like it's just uh, the fair. second my kids started having like full blown conversations with me, I was like, yes. I'm a dad. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys oh. love it because you're like, go find your Great. dad. <laughs> go check out dad. You don't need me anymore. Well, you still do, but yeah, yeah. Oh, the other day, um, my youngest Jana, she's standing at the top of the stairs. She's like, Mom, Mom. I was telling a story yesterday, and. uh I'm standing at the bottom of the stairs and I'm like, what do you want? And, uh, she's like, uh, and I probably said it just like that too. So right. just, just keep that in mind. And she's like, I want mom. And I was <laughs> like, well, you're getting dead. And she's like, unless you want to deal with my pants, get mom. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally see her doing that. So I'm like, mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Super sounds funny. Sounds about like our house. They, they will walk right by oh. me. In, in route to mom. They will knock on the bathroom door yeah. when Matt's sitting in the living room. Yeah. What do you need? My fruit snack's opened. <laughs> well, can, number one, get scissors. Number two, ask your father. Not it. <laughs> not it. I'm tapping out. These are not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. They have walked right by me. I mean, like <laughs> saying mom, like right past me. And I'm like, what do you need? And they look right at me like, not you. And yeah. I, I am capable. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I know it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. We're going to get to the teenage years and they're going to forget about you. And then it's going to be, oh. it's going to be all dad. Like I here's to hope it. No, I don't know. They'll walk because right I'm me. raising boys. So uh, I'm definitely raising boys. I know I'm like, this is such a time to mom. I don't know if I will. I'm raising him to leave. I didn't think about that. So like my heart doesn't want him to ignore mom. Not too <sighs> soon. At least I, it's a different world. Kids kids speaking kids of kids, and puppies we had a fantastic sunday oh my goodness we had an amazing sunday fantastic sunday yep. baptized uh 11 people 11 people um most of them young yeah uh, a couple of teenagers couple, yeah and then we had a 78 year old guy get baptized yeah it on was sunday. beautiful that was amazing. awesome now uh our baptismal is not uh um, older people friendly uh, there yeah thanks for <laughs> saving me that on that one jessica it it, i didn't know how to word that yeah it's not um i didn't even think about it like 
shame on me because no. I didn't even I didn't even think there would be a problem. There's no handrail on the stairs going up. There's no there's nothing in it that like is even remotely uh, slip proof, you know, <laughs> like those things you put in the shower. We don't have any of those in there. <laughs> Anything. Well, we normally baptize young people, so it's not a big deal. And if they slip, you catch them. In my head, I was thinking, please, Jesus, don't oh. let this man fall. There was so many times where I was like, this oh. is a bad idea. This is we're going we down. have flown helicopters <laughs> over parks and dropped Easter eggs out of them. I was more nervous for this. I was more, yeah. I was like sitting there going, what are we doing right now? This is now? so bad. This, yeah, we should probably talk about this after. We should. Like, we like, need this a new is plan. Not, people are like, this is the best podcast ever. <laughs> Keep going. But it was, well, and he, and he, he kind of slipped at the very, like, yeah. uh, at the very end. Or, like, before we uh -huh. baptized him. And I said, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. It was. It made it light. But, you know. Oh, man. It was a struggle. It, it was, was a struggle to get him in just because we don't have a good tank for that. Yeah, and he's healthy, by the he way. Is. We're not. We're not talking about and somebody it was who's unhealthy. But because it was a struggle, I think that's what made it so much more oh, beautiful. Awesome. Because yeah. it wasn't easy. And w sometimes our faith isn't. And sometimes we mm -hmm. have to do the hard things. And he just, like, his love for Jesus he said, I'm going to do this, even yeah. though it's going to be hard and uncomfortable. And he did. And it was yeah. beautiful. If anybody says, like, I'm not sure I'm going to get baptized. Like, yeah, that's my go-to video. Yeah. Like, a 78-year-old man yeah. owned up and said yep. his testimony. His testimony is so short, so sweet. But like, so, so perfect. To the point, yeah. like, hey, this is what's going on. And then uh, got in the tank, did all the work, jumped mm -hmm. all the, excuse me, jumped through all the barriers. I was like uh why Th you have no excuse yeah no excuse agreed it was it was definitely a great day a great day of celebration and your daughter got baptized, daughter which got baptized. Is amazing told her i was gonna cry totally, totally. cried like you, there's no uh, way how do you not like even like my husband who never he's not super emotional at mm -hmm. all he shed tears with our oldest it's yeah. just it's an amazing privilege as a parent it is and i, I think that's w one thing you know we uh we drop questions every week to our ministerial and uh, this week I haven't posted it yet, but this week uh, we do like leadership things. Like right. what's one leadership thing that you could do? I, I wish and I would push pastors, church leaders, whoever you are, you have to let parents baptize their Absolutely. kids. You got to let husbands baptize their wives. You got to let, uh, speaking of this guy that got baptized on Sunday, um, his grandson was there. Yeah, it was, be it was beautiful it was and amazing. Awesome. And his grandson took care of him all, all uh, morning long. Yeah. Like he he followed him around. He was mm -hmm. like making sure he was good. Like I don't think he would have gone through with it if his grandson was. In fact, there. talking to the family, his grandson was a huge push for why he did this. Yeah. And the entire week has been walking alongside his grandpa, yeah. helping him through this process, which so is cool. so such a beautiful example of family and. Yeah, I love getting out the way. Like yeah. like it, it was just it's so cool to see guys step up and uh we had grandpas baptize yep. their granddaughters that's a great story we have a a, a little girl in our church her um, her dad died mm -hmm. and uh, you know if you're sitting in the congregation you don't you don't know that no. stuff you know what i mean but like we get a front row seat and i'm sitting there watching it and i'm going man like your dad is is not here mm -hmm. and here's grandpa coming yeah. up you know full throttle like taking ownership and oh, it's oh the it's joy neat. on both of their faces afterwards yeah. it was yeah it, if you didn't if you didn't check out our service and you want to see for an it. amazing time it's like, online watch it yep. it's just one of those things that you couldn't leave and not feel just the joy of the lord yeah it was so it was so good yeah um 
so yeah so anyway you know it's funny too driving home i looked at bethany and i said um you know I, I love baptism sundays i love that i also love like and i'm starting to love this more and more like our normal sundays yeah. you know like i i said the, just the church like if you came that's great we we love this stuff but you know our like normal like weeks to weeks are so good too like mm -hmm. there's there's been a couple of sundays these past weeks where i've walked away and i've gone man that was just a good Sunday, yep. you know, like we, we did good today. So Easter season is awesome and we love it. We do. And we love it. And, and then when it's over, we love it even more. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we celebrate it while it happens and then we get done and we're like, oh, and I okay. think that's something to remember when you're in ministry and you're in leadership roles, those Christmases, those Easter seasons, they look different. And so I think the challenge for us is, Finding that joy in the midst of that crazy season and taking the moments to slow down. And it's hard. Um, I yep. don't have the solution, but. We throw a budget in there. Like, we do the whole thing. Like, I don't know what we're doing. I don't. There's crazy times. If we could change that, that'd be great. Uh, That's like a huge hassle. But, no, I get it. It's, uh, it's a lot. It's it's all good, though. Um, it makes it worth it, you know, like when you're sitting there and you're watching this thing happen yep. and stuff like that. So, uh, and it kind of ties into what we're talking about today uh, in Tripp's book, which is longevity. Mm -hmm. And he's talking no, about. No, we're on restoration. Oh, are we on restoration? I Holy read that. I read both of those. Well, let's like, talk about restoration then. Let's. I'm like. It I'm ties into that too. You know, sure. it kind of ties into what <laughs> Trip Hook talks about in regards to restoration. Yeah. Could you make that connection for me? Oh, edit that uh. out. <laughs> I would if it wasn't such a job to do. I'd be like, no, it's going in. Which means you get this raw and unfiltered. We do not practice. We don't or practice. Talk ahead of time. We don't edit. There's no rough cuts. <laughs> Just come and sit down, and what you get is what that you is get. That is ridiculous. Why do I do? I've done that like three <laughs> times. Well, remember this, uh, like Sunday school. Man, we oh. might get to this book. So <laughs> here, okay. here we go. Like full humility here. So we're talking about you're cracking up over there. <laughs> I'm laughing so hard I'm gonna cry because it was so funny. It was so time change. <laughs> Let's just start there. The yeah. time change. Jess is crying right now. This is how tired this, you are from I'm the so long tired. weekend. So uh, awesome. time change happened. We're in Second Samuel. We're talking about the part where um, it's not Nathan. It's the no, other. It's, the other, it's uh, jo Joab. Yes. Joab has a conversation with David mm -hmm. in regards to what's transpiring. He goes and gets this lady. Yeah. And um, he fabricates a story. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem right there. Yeah. <laughs> so I get up there and I'm teaching like I normally do. And I'm I'm so confident in it. <laughs> you too. are. I mean, just you had application full blown. For it. I'm like, this woman's testimony is so important. This is why our testimony is so important. This guy in our church sitting next to me, he's like, I always thought this story was made up. Like, <laughs> this is like she's telling a lie. And I'm going, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why I thought it was real. I don't know if I skipped a beat. I don't know what happened. I'm sitting there and I'm going. I'm like reading it and he's he's still talking like, yeah, this I didn't think this was real. I thought he, like he brought this woman in to fabricate this story. I get to the end of the chapter and I'm like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> totally. Totally yeah, off. That. Totally wrong. Well, OK, so that's funny within itself. I owned it. Apologize. My fault. Pastor Jordan's a moron. Doesn't know anything about the Bible. I'm sorry. It just gets better. It does. So. Because I'm going to say about the other guy that was sitting on the other side. That's what you're talking about, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we have this full-blown conversation. It's like 30 minutes. It was long. Yeah. Like about the differences between this lady 
coming in and having a conversation with David and Joab saying like trying to like the end justifies the means right. thing and we're comparing it to Nathan in previous chapters when he makes mm-hmm. he doesn't make up a story he kind of tells a parable right. and at the end of his story he says the man in that story David is it's you right. and so we are talking back and forth like about the differences and the similarities between the two does the end ever justify the means all this stuff guys sitting to the left no joke we got like five minutes left in class he's like you know what this story reminds me of reminds me of Nathan talking to David. You remember that about his story? <laughs> and <laughs> we're all just like, everybody in the class just stops. We're like, what? And your husband, of all people, <laughs> like, you see, he goes, we've been talking about that for the last half hour. <laughs> it was, it so, was funny. so funny. My mistake went flying, flying out the out window. The window <laughs> because they, lo- they totally forgot that. And they're like, dude, where have you been? He's like, I was reading about Nathan. Yeah, he's like, what? Oh, like, okay. Didn't hear no. a word we were talking about. Which is kind of funny. Oh, man. So you can check out. Like, it's yeah. it's fine. And and so that's, you know, that's that ties into to restoration. restoration. <laughs> it does. There you go. I can make that connection. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> don't worry about it. We'll be here all day. All day. All day. It's, it's, this is why we don't do this on Mondays. Uh-uh. <laughs> we want to finish the week strong. So... Yeah, anyway, so restoration, um, I don't even know where to start now because they're so, they're like, we had like two extremely good stories. But anyway, restoration, uh, Jessica, in your mind, what is, what is restoration? Like, and is it the same as what he says? So you're, you're going to summarize today. Oh. Do, do, do. Okay, so. These are not the droids These you're are looking for. These are not the droids you are looking for. Go, go talk Jess's to family else. is a huge Star Wars Massive. family. Just letting you know. We love and it. not to, I mean, we will talk about this book, but you're a huge sci-fi fan. I am a huge it's just, sci-fi This fan. was the number one where I was like, say what? Yeah, I love sci-fi. Um, I read sci-fi books. I watch sci-fi TV. My husband does not appreciate <laughs> sci-fi. Um, so, yeah. It I was don't know. the number one thing with you have said so many things in my life where I've not been caught off guard. But and then a couple of years ago, you're like, yeah. I love it. And I was like, what'd you say, weirdo? No, <laughs> I, my dad watched sci-fi. So I remember growing up and watching X-Files with him and just. Well, because I, I knew the boys loved Star Wars. Like yeah. that was always a given. And like, I don't I even that. know. Like I guess that's sci-fi, but that's, I don't know. It, it is. is. It's science yeah. fiction. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, my dad grew up watching that, like watching those type of shows. And so. I don't know. I just watch it with them. And well, and then, uh, like, um, I can't remember. Like, uh, so, it, some people sit, like, my wife, she reads, like, Amish romance yeah. novels. You know, you're sitting no, there with, I'm like, like extraterrestrials. Yeah. But usually there's a hint of romance in it because, you know, I'm a girl, so you got to throw that in. But a I love mean, affair between two planets. Absolutely. Restored. So. <laughs> Anyways, restoration. Restoration, yeah. So absolutely. I would, yeah. He talks a lot about this idea of um, this grace, showing God's grace to people, and so the, I, I, uh, I think restoration. I think restore, and that's not a you can't define a word with a, the same word. Yeah. But this idea of being um, brought back, um, made new again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the grace that God shows us mm-hmm. um, on a daily basis. You know, it's the idea that we're all sinners and. Um, because of the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, not only have we been redeemed, but he restores us daily. Right. And so it's that showing of that grace and that forgiveness and that love 
to others who yeah. fall and fail because we all do. Why do you think restoration is always deemed when somebody makes like a huge mistake? Like That's when we think about it the most. Like, right. is that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know because it, I mean, I think it's a daily, like it's a daily process. Yeah. So I, I don't know why we, sh we only think about it when it's the really big, oh, they made this huge sin. Right. But I think if we treated all sin as huge sin, because in God's eyes it is, mm -hmm. then there would be a continual restoring of the believer and we would be coming alongside and helping, um, in that sanctification process with someone right it would i think it would change the way we we love each other so how do you help somebody change how do you help somebody see big sins and little sins are all the same i think it's just having the conversation hmm. i mean i have uh we had a teenager who said something the other day and she was going for shock value mm -hmm. and she threw out something and even the leaders we had a conversation about it um a couple of days ago and they're like oh she just wanted to shock you mm -hmm. and i just w i was like Hey, has anyone here ever had a bad attitude towards their parents? Right. Anyone ever gossiped? Yeah. And I think, like, when we can show that sin is sin is sin, like, God hates it all. Yeah. And all sin deserves consequences. Um, but by the grace of God, he forgives us and he restores us. And I think it's just having those conversations. Um, I think culture has deemed some sins bigger than others. It's Jerry Bridges' book. Uh, respectable sins. You yes, that? yes, I have. Yeah. I was like, wait, yeah. I know this. Yeah. So yeah, I think the church unfortunately has bought into that, and mm -hmm. yet if we call sin sin, this act of restoring each other and allowing God to restore us um, would be more prevalent. Do you feel like you do that, or, or do you feel like you can do that when you talk to people and they like start outlining what's going on in their life? Like, do you equate yourself like, oh, I do that, but it's not on that level? Um keep going explain <laughs> like uh i don't know this is just this has just been in the past couple of weeks um not weeks probably the last year like <clears throat> i'm really hard I'm, I'm really bad at um uh, sympathizing with people oh okay like i'm not i'm not good at that and so um and the reason is i don't i don't know if it's pride i don't think it's pride maybe it's pride um is i just i just don't have a lot of compassion because i'm like mm -hmm. you got yourself in that situation like own it because i guess i've always been like that like when i yeah. get myself in a situation i take responsibility for it i'm like man mess that one up you know uh <clears throat> and now <clears throat> i'm trying like with uh with people to kind of sympathize where they're at and i'm like okay i don't do that mm -hmm. but what do i do that's kind of like that right you know um well i i lack empathy and yeah. compassion yeah so <laughs> <laughs> I'm in your boat. I'm, I'm in your um, boat. So it's harder. Like, it's harder for me to real, like, to go. It's really easy for me to be quick to judge and to quick to, like, that's, that's my fleshly nat natural bent. Um, yeah. So it's, I have to really, I have to push myself to go, you might not be doing that, but this is what you do. And that's, that's harder for me because I'm not naturally empathetic or compassionate. Do you feel like in the pastor world, it, it's either one or the other? Like uh, or or children's workers yeah. or people that you talk to that are in full time ministry. Do you think it's it's one or the other? Like people are either very compassionate or uh, little empathy. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess it could be. I maybe. Hmm. Um, I think I. You know, you take your spiritual gifts test, and those are always lower. Empathy's um, not on there. No, but there is some that are like that. <laughs> There are, there is some that like feed into that same vein yeah. and those veins like are very, 
they're low for me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think people oriented people are tend to do better than task oriented people. Mm-hmm. So that type A personality um, tends to sometimes struggle with because they they want to get their tasks done right, and right, right, they right. don't see the people in the middle of it. Right. So I don't know. Yeah, because like uh, it feels like pastors that I talk to you, um, either they're really good at hiding the fact that they're not empathetic or they're just crazy empathetic. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, man, you poor soul. And I, I look back there and I'm like, you did that, man. Like yeah. you did that to yourself. Like what what are you doing? Like why would you why would you want? Uh, uh, I don't know. Is it is it false empathy? Like can you be like if there's false humility? No, I think it's sympathy false? then. Like, mm. I think that's the difference. Empathy would be like your, f- maybe I always get them wrong. So maybe I have them backwards. I don't know. Yeah. But like where you really feel for the person and like you, you can There's put a difference yourself, between sympathy and yeah, empathy. Yeah. And you put yourself in their place and the other one being more like, I do feel bad for you. Right. Um, but you're a little bit more removed. Like you're not putting yeah. yourself in their shoes. Sympathy is, man, I feel sorry for mm-hmm. you. Empathy is, I feel what you feel. I hurt with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that's that's the difference. The, I guess the thing that I'm driving at here is when you look at people who, um, I, I always want to be seeking the solutions, and mm. I feel like I feel like maybe some guys go more on or girls uh, go more on sympathy instead mm-hmm. of empathy. Says. I know what you're feeling, but let's fix it. Yeah. And and not fix it in regards to let's fix it so that we can shelf it or whatever the case let's is. Address let's address the heart. Yeah, let's address the real issue here. Mm-hmm. You know, like, okay, if uh, if there's obesity there, you know what I mean? Okay, like, well, what is the issue? Are you staying up too late? You need to go to bed? Like, do you, do you eat at night? Like, right. what's the deal there? Is there, um, if there's uh, a relationship that's broken, you know, like, okay, well, you're spending too much time at work and you're not spending time enough with your spouse, Mm -hmm. you know, or maybe you don't see your spouse as your helpmate. You see her as somebody who is competition, whatever the case may be. Empathy, I think needs to drive restoration Mm. because we stop. We're kind of like we get, it almost feels like we get to the point where it's like, I feel sympathetic for you. I feel empathetic for you, but restoring is, it just seems like it's lacking. I feel like sometimes we just justify that. Well, I think he talks about it, like, especially in leadership and, and when you see leaders fail or people you're really close to fail, you, you just, uh, oh, it's not that bad. Oh, right. no, no, they're not doing that because we're almost blind to it or we want to make excuses for mm-hmm. it. And I think that's where, you know, we have this conversation here um, a lot of what is love. Right. And love says hard things and love is hard conversations. And yeah. love says, I love you so much. I'm going to say, I'm going to call your sin a sin. Be, and I want you to call my sin a sin. Not because I don't like you, but because I love you so much, I want you to be restored into a right relationship with Jesus. Yeah, and I think that's just uh, restoration involves having hard conversations. It does. You cannot shy away from. Uh, those. I mean, he uses Jonah in here. You yeah. know, he talks about that. That's like the little bit of the illustration. But I think it almost it almost feels like we're so scared anymore as a church to have hard conversation with people. Absolutely. Like I have a student um, right now who uh signs emails with uh gender neutral pronouns like this is the first time i've ever had something like that so it kind of ties into last chapter but um so they'll put like you could put he slash they or she slash they like she puts it um, they put it in parentheses and uh just just like seeing that 
like there's an influence there then yeah. that's on the world like why do we need right. that you know what i mean why what and and it begs a conversation yeah and i think first of all you have to have the conversation of curiosity like mm -hmm. hey what's the reason for this right. now you haven't sinned there's a difference between a sin issue right. and a sin issue this is just me being curious like okay what why why do you deem that necessary right. you know but then if there is something that moves in mm -hmm. to a sin issue now it's like okay um well let's let's talk about the word and what the word says right um how do you approach restoration though without it feeling like condemnation or or should we have that like let's just take an example children's ministry you have an individual in children's ministry i'm making up names here tim who um has a sin issue you want to see them can you make it a female or I probably wouldn't uh, be the one to talk yeah, to Yeah, that's them. true. You'd say, you'd, you'd ask me, you'd be like, Jordan, Tim needs help. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm just saying. Tammy. <laughs> I'd be I'm like, tracking with you. I'm like, tracking um, with you. I would have the, you talk to I them. I would go to the pastor's <laughs> office and I would say, uh, pastor, um, which is always funny when people do that, like pastor, like yeah. I get that. And I'm like, oh, uh, put that hat on. Okay. What do you That's need? every once in a while. I'll be like, Hey, someone will come up. Hey, youth leader, yeah. or hey, youth children's yeah. director, and I'm like, oh, I gotta put the hat on. You're that like hat's heavy today. Absent. <laughs> Not it. <laughs> I'm Tap just it out. Jessica today. Yeah. That's it. That's what you're gonna took get. Took that hat off. Oh, well, th these are not the droids you're looking yes, for. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, Tammy. So it has a sin issue. Uh, yeah. Okay. So Kay. she. So. Would you, first of all, like, mm -hmm. let's just say Tammy has a sin issue. She's one of your workers, a leader, like not mm -hmm. just a team member. Okay. Um, and when I say team member, our team members are people who are uh, serving at what we would call, not to be derogatory, the lowest level. Yeah. Um, kind of that baseline. Entry level. Yeah. Entry level. Okay. So, um, but she's not, she's mm -hmm. not entry level. She's leading other leaders. And so um, before we go any farther with that sin issue, would you say, you move from sympathy to empathy to restoration. Yes or no? Is there a process to restoration? Does it have to start with sympathy and empathy? Um, I think we're gonna we're gonna walk yeah. through Jessica's problem solving process, right? Here. Which is very like I have to verbally process. So if I back up and like re like mm -hmm. renege. Yeah, sorry, because that's how I do it. You know, I don't know if I do sympathy or empathy. I think it needs to start with love. Mm -hmm. And I think if I am invested in my team and mm -hmm. if I love my team as I should, that um, that's where that begins. And that that's also how I'm going to recognize it. Um, if I'm not invested in loving my team mm -hmm. as I should, I'm not even going to see that because I'm going to be so other-oriented. Right. So I, I don't know if it starts with the empathy or sympathy. It might, but I think it has to start with love for them and a desire for them to um, be in right relationship. I desire for their heart to be right more than getting them back to doing what I want them to do. Hmm. So I think that's so where it starts. So it feels like you're saying love can drive. Love is the driver for sympathy and empathy. I think so. Hmm. Well, are sympathy and empathy in your mind the same thing or different? I think they're different. Okay. Uh, is sympathy and empathy, I feel like I'm doing like speed rounds with my kids at dinner. We I always know. do like hot or cold, a local, um, right. taller or, or short. Uh, so do you think that sympathy and empathy are positive or negative? Let's just go one and then the other. Sympathy, would you say positive or negative? Yes. 
<laughs> I, I think it's good. I think you have to be a sympathetic person. You have to be an empathetic person. But I think you can't let that, um, how you feel about someone. Mm-hmm. S- if I'm so empathetic for you and I don't, I, I might not point out sin. Like if I'm feeling it so much, like I don't know, like you can't. And there are certain times that I don't know if you should show them sympathy. We, we talked a little bit about it. Like, you don't want to feed the, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? You're literally grabbing it out of the air. I know. Right? Dysfunction. Okay. You don't want to feed the dysfunction. You don't want to reward dysfunction. Yeah, you don't want to reward dysfunction. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. sometimes when you show that sympathy and empathy in a dysfunctional setting, you're just rewarding that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that has to happen. Yeah. So, um the answer, I think, is yes for both of them. They can be good. They can be bad, depending on the situation. So uh, the dog gets up at 2 o'clock in the morning. Sympathy is, man, we're both awake. Empathy is, uh, okay, what are we going to do to fix this problem? Is that, though, the definition? I don't know. These words are making me confused. Yeah, so I would say, going back to Tammy, I would say, yes, love is the undercurrent Mm -hmm. of how we're going to approach (laughs) Sympathy, in my mind, when I sympathize with somebody, it is, uh, there's so many better books on this because I've read like a million of them, but, and I'm going to screw this up royally. But anyway, sympathy is essentially just the feeling of where I look at Tammy and I go, I'm a sinner too. Like that is sympathetic. I am sympathetic towards you, even though maybe her issue is something that I have Mm -hmm. not participated in. Or her issue is something that I have not contributed to, or whatever okay. the case is. Uh, sympathetic is just uh, it to me. It's it's uh, it's dormant because okay. sympathetic is just an uh, it, it's just this the it's spot just where we're yeah. we just feel. No Empathy though, I think, is where we have a choice on whether or not we're going to put hands and feet to the love that we feel. Okay. So I would say empathy is now Tammy has an issue. Empathetic to be empathetic is looking at that and saying I have not only been in a similar situation to whatever it is you're facing Mm -hmm. and I've also gone through those things but my empathy drives me to have concern over what is transpiring in your life sure so now yeah so now like when I'm empathetic towards Mm -hmm. somebody I'm moving into a right uh spot now the hard thing is in leadership normal situations in life when we show empathy towards somebody who's not underneath of our authority, we follow up with, would you like me to help you? Right. Like I'm empathetic towards, towards some people who are in our congregation right now with some of the things that mm-hmm. they're facing. And I have asked them flat out, do you want me to help you with this? Right. A couple of times, yes. A couple of times, the answer is no. Mm-hmm. When the answer is no, it's hard because <clears throat> now, if it is a real sin issue, we have to address that sin issue in regards right. to the general congregation, you know, if they're not a member of our church, we look at it and we're empathetic and I have to become dormant because now I'm like, okay, like, uh, you obviously don't want my help. So I can't move into Mm -hmm. empathy with you. Um, the hard part though, for our leaders under leaders is now I am empathetic towards you. And this comes full circle back to my original question is how do I move in love to be empathetic towards that person? to get them to a uh, restorative state right. without feeling like the hammer of condemnation right. has come down on them. Um, you move very gently at times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think a lot of it is in the, uh, for me, when I've had to have those conversations where, you know, I see sin, mm-hmm. it's very evident in one of my leaders. Um, 
it is it is with gentleness mm -hmm. that you have to approach that um and walking through that it, it's hard and it's difficult and it's messy but you have to call a cinnacin mm -hmm. and so to me it's i have a very pointed conversation with them i preface it with this conversation is happening because I love you. This conversation is happening because I desire for you to be following after the Lord. Right. And um, oftentimes we miss our sin. Um, I don't see my own sin at times, but this is something I'm observing in you. Hmm. Um, and then they have a decision. Are they going to recognize their sin and repent? Or are they going to justify their sin and right. say it's not too bad? And I've had both happen. Right. Um, or I've had some where they recognize it, but they still refuse to make changes. Right. And then I think as a leader, that's when the, okay, we've called sin a sin. Mm -hmm. We both know it's there. Whether you're justifying it or not, it's it's out there. Right. Um, and now can you still serve in this capacity? Mm -hmm. A lot of the times the answer is probably not. Um, sometimes it is. <coughs> But I think there's a very careful because that you have to be careful. And I think that's where it's hard with leaders, especially if you're leading and you go, I pull them out. That's a hole. Mm -hmm. Now what? Now who fills that hole? Right, right, right. I don't have someone to fill that hole. I can't fill that hole. I already am filling five holes that right, right. at the same time, what do I do? And I think that's where if I truly love someone, mm -hmm. I care more about their heart than that position they fill. Yeah. Um, but that is so hard as a leader to put into practice. Well, and this is one thing I love about the EFCA. Like when pastors have mortal moral failures, which I hate that. Just right. call it what it is. Like whatever yeah. did you do? Like uh, like whatever it was that you participated in, whether that be a fair or mm -hmm. you gambled the church money away or whatever the case is. Like I mean, there's so many things that like stop calling it a moral failure. Just call it what it is. But uh, the EFCA has a huge success record in regards to pulling guys out for a season. And then bringing back mm -hmm. in, they're saying, "Hey, w w we don't think at this at this time you're disqualified for leadership, but not for life. But not for life, man. And and I think there's some things that you you are going to be disqualified for for life. You know, mm -hmm. I think if you have somebody who uh, child molestation, you know, was working in children's, and yeah. then all of a sudden these things came to light and um, they're valid." Uh, you know what? We're just not going to put you back into that place. But in that situation, I think it's because we recognize the temptation. If right. that's an area that you've struggled with. Yeah, we're not going to put you back. We're in not going to put you. It'd be like saying uh, you're an alcoholic and we want you to work with. The Can you bartend? Yeah. yeah or yeah, the yeah, re yeah. work with our, you know, other. I don't know. Like, I don't have a good. But yeah, like we're not going to put you in that situation because we want you to continue to live redeemed. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the weird thing is we'd like that there are th are moments that that are going to pull you out, but in like Tammy's situation, right? If we look at her and we say, right now, you know, now pending that this wasn't a uh, a problem that you know was monumental mm -hmm. in regards to to pulling her out forever, but uh, right now we we just want to back up a second yep. and and we're not saying this isn't going to happen down the road but right now it's you serving in this capacity is not mm -hmm. going to happen if you know the if, if these actions mm -hmm. continue you know and and here's why yeah i think that's important give that why give that this isn't just because we're mad like this isn't just like we're not mad like we're we're mm -hmm. hurting for you that's the empathy 
we see the sin and we hurt um, and we want to help you through that. Um, And so when you can communicate some of that heart and that's why I think it starts with that love. Like, yeah, uh, you have to learn to be gentle and compassionate, I think, to do this. And so that's why sometimes it's hard, like for me, because I'm just like, this is what you're doing. Stop doing it. Stop being dumb. Do you can't do it that way. Do you think we should tell people in that in that restoration process? Do you think we should look at them and say, uh, and use that word like, what? "Hey, we want to restore you." Like Ooh, this is maybe. detrimental for your your life right now. The things that you're participating in are not good. Um, our goal is to bring you out for a minute, restore you back to how it should be. Um, it it almost feels like we don't give those parameters a whole lot in regards to helping people see what it would. These are the three things that would be tangibles that when these things are happening and transpiring, uh, we can put you back into leadership. But how do you approach that? So it's not legalistic. Hmm. Uh, I think some of it's just going to happen. Like I, you know, I can think of one situation and I'm like, this is this, these are the actions I'm seeing you do. Mm -hmm. And while you haven't crossed a line, the line is still like you're blurring it. Mm -hmm. And so these are, these are things you just need to remove from your life because otherwise you're living on that danger zone. Yeah. And we talk about it with teenagers all the time. Like you need to set your boundary line, like hundred yards from where the actual boundary should be because you're going to go over it, you know, and whatever area it is, whether it's your friends, whether it's your relationships. And so I think the same thing, like, Hey, I see you hovering on this line or I see you even across this line and we need to help pull you back. And these are some guidelines. And that's where I think, you know, if you know your team, because I think a lot of this is not happening with just random Joe Schmo. This is your team that you love, that you come together regularly that you're having these types of Tammy's conversations. a friend. Your kids play with her kids. Yeah, like yeah. these are these are close relationships mm-hmm. um, that you can kind of it's you can they can walk through that parameter setting with you. Like mm-hmm. you know, I've had conversations where I'm like, we need to block this person's number, or we need to, you know, pull ourselves from this group that we're participating in, mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, I think they help if if they truly do want to repent and find that restoration they're going to help set up and could help set up some of those parameters of things that need to transpire now if they come at it and they're like no i'm fine not doing it i don't care yeah i don't see this as sin you do what you have to do but i'm going to keep doing what i want to do then to me almost the bigger sin is the hardness of the heart Mm. the say the saying that i don't I love me more than I love God. And mm-hmm. I love, because that's what that is. That's saying, I want what I want more than I want what God wants for me. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. Well, then you shouldn't be serving right. at, at this. Co- you know, there's, there's some deeper issues there than that. At that point, we're going to, you know, ask you to step out until, you know, or we're going to have you be a team member and not a team leader or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't, whatever the situation would warrant. It almost feels like to you, you can't beat around that bush. Like no. you, you need to just approach people. If you're the leader over that person, like if you're Tammy's leader, like you, you can't dance over this. You, you have to just, hey, I'm about to say, like, I'm going to tell you something that hurts. Mm-hmm. Like straight up, this is going to happen. What? Yeah. This is going on in your life. It can't happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, um, why not? Because it's detrimental to the ministry. It's detrimental to you your relationships people are uh, are struggling because of this you know um and we got to get it to stop Mm -hmm. okay so what do we do well we're going to pull you out for a minute we want you to go through this you know we have three or four different things uh that we want you to do and then um then we're going to revisit it after we've gone Mm -hmm. through some of this stuff 
I think that's the biggest thing. I remember, um, well, it's it's news now, but Steve Fee had an affair. You remember that? You remember who Steve Fee was? Mm-hmm. He was a really popular worship leader way okay. back in the day. He sang, um, oh, man, he would lead at, like, conferences and passion conferences. Okay. He was a, uh, I've heard the name. From what I gathered, he was real, uh, a really uh, good friend of Christian Stanfield's. Okay. I don't know if they were friends or not, but they just played together all the time. Um, anyway, long story short, cheated on his wife um, with a member in his band. And uh, he is one of the few successful cases that I know um, who has been restored back mm. to, to leading worship. Funny thing is he doesn't travel anymore. He doesn't really, like, in my mind, he's not there yet. But the church came in, kind of, like, like put him under his wing. He was such a public figure. He disappeared. Yeah. Like, just it was gone. He was off the map. You could search for him, Google him. Like, he was he – was, the church did such a good job – to just like take him and his family mm-hmm. in and they were like we're going to protect you follow us through this process uh him and his wife i think are still together mm-hmm. um and then just uh where they're at right now like i, I i'm almost positive i'd have to look it up but he's back to leading worship mm-hmm. you know like restored back now the funny thing about that is that's a lot of time like it took a lot of time. I don't. I don't think this process. Sometimes I think it could be quick. Mm-hmm. I, I think if you're dealing with something that is just like the beginnings of something, right? Um, I think it can go quick. But I think this is most likely a long process mm-hmm. at times. Um, but I also think that's why it's so important to have that group of people that you're having these regular conversations with, mm-hmm. because he says it in this chapter. We're all that one decision away. Right. We're all in process and right. we all sin on a regular basis. Right. And now do I want someone standing over my shoulder and pointing out my every sin? No, nobody works that way. <laughs> but like, like nobody likes when people are yeah, over their shoulder. But if I've got like if I'm really close with someone. Mm-hmm. my regular conversations are going to be, I mean, your wife does it to me all the time. She'll, she'll call me on something and I'll be like, you're right. <laughs> Darn it. Dag nabbit. I'm in that boat. Like, <laughs> yeah. And so, and I've got a couple others that, you know, we just, under, if we see those things starting to pop up, yeah. you'd nip them in the butt early. Yeah. Knowing that they're doing it out of love yeah. so that the process, so then hopefully it is a quick, like, man, you're right. That was really prideful on my part or mm-hmm. that was really selfish. Or I'm, you're right. I'm really acting bitter right now. You know, like some things you do don't dis- disqualify you from ministry. No. You still need restored from yeah. them. You still, you're a work in progress. You can stay in leadership as, right. you're, as you're working on and those things. And hopefully you're with it. You have a group of people, especially if you're in leadership, you have a group of people that are helping you mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Yeah. So that you don't ever get to that point where you're having to have these massive conversations and being with, removed from ministry. And I think that's a lot of what this whole book has alluded to is, do you have these people helping to hold you accountable in all of these different areas mm-hmm. so that a lot of this doesn't have to happen? Yeah, you have to categorize, like, can you keep going in leadership, yeah. like dealing with this, or is it something that you need to sideline? I think that's a, it's a huge push restoration-wise why leaders need to step back a few times and mm-hmm. say, um, okay, I need to take this week off. Yeah. That's why we don't have like vacation days here at, mm-hmm. at the church. We don't have, uh, off days. You know, somebody asked me at the other day, they're like, when do you guys take it, take time off? And I was like, you know, when we're, when it's needed Yeah. and normal business people can't understand that because yeah. they're like, well, this happens. I'm like, yeah, but we're all artists. You know what I mean? Like we all, we all create and there's, there are seasons when we, we push really hard and then there's seasons where yeah. we back up and it's just, it's just like, you know, like restoration 
I think the more mature you are in your relationship with Jesus, y- you know, and you're going to fall into pitfalls if you ignore your like Absolutely. little red li- red light that's blinking. Mm-hmm. You know, like, hey, uh, we're redlining here. Yeah. You know, if you don't back up, that's when I stumble all the time. Mm-hmm. When I am cashed out yep. and I'm depleted, I just, I, I, I catch myself slipping and I'm like, you gotta, you gotta stop. Yep. You gotta take, oh yeah. It's why after sports camp, right before fall kickoff, mm-hmm. my family, we take off for a week, 10 days, yep. you know, yep. and my kids and I go on vacation. It's our, it's in the books every year because yep. I know I'll just push through a whole summer. I've got to kick off another, mm-hmm. you know, season and it's pause. Like you need seasons in ministry too. I mean, we have seasons for our small groups right now. That's been really beneficial. We have seasons for, you know, ministry times. Easter's huge. Um, so we're all going to take a week off afterwards. Yeah. Everybody (laughs) just bails out. I don't know if you know this or not, but everybody on staff goes to Honolulu for a week and a half. And that's in the budget. Doesn't happen. I wish. Can you imagine? Could we write that in? We're starting the budget this year. Oh yeah, that's true. We could just we <laughs> could just that slip in. that in. You did know, you like our our board would be like, "What did <laughs> what you guys do? Line? What did you add?" That was our vacation line. We call that uh, support. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So all that said. Um, what do you what do you take like what's your what's your kind of big thing from that? I mean, we hit on some of his points. Yeah. He talks a lot about Jonah. He talks a lot about Jonah, which is a fascinating story. And if you aren't familiar with it, you it's need to read super it. Short, you can read it. It's yeah. four chapters, um, and it leaves you hanging. It's like the biggest cliffhanger. You're like, really? I don't know what happened. What happened? And that kills me. Yeah. Finish your story. Yeah. I think that's where God kind of wants us sometimes. Like our story's not finished. I agree. Um, what 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 do you take out of it though? Like, what was kind of yeah. your your light bulb moment in there? Uh, I don't know. Um, I think just being aware that we're all in process, mm-hmm. and so it wasn't necessarily a light bulb moment because I know that. Yeah. But that reminder that we're all that one decision away. Right. And so surround yourself with people who love you enough to say the hard things. Right. So right. I I would just go back to and I don't he didn't, he didn't really talk about it a whole lot but. I think if you're in leadership, I'm not talking to young leaders here. I'm talking to people who've, who've led for a while. I think if you're in leadership, you need to be really careful when you're redlining, because mm. y- when you redline, you're gonna you're gonna be in restoration before before you know it. But if if you keep redlining, somebody will put you in restoration before you put yourself into mm. it. And I think I love what you said at the very start, which is. We have to look at ourselves and say, I need restored and redeemed every single day. Mm-hmm. Like, my thoughts run wild. My, um, they just, uh, when Jesus starts preaching at that Sermon on the Mount, and he starts talking about, like, well, if you've, uh, you've never murdered somebody, you know, but you've thought about killing somebody in your heart. I think the more mature believer wrestles with internals more than externals. Yes. And I think... That's where I'm fi- I'm not deeming myself a mature believer by any means, but I'm just saying I've moved the externals I can manage. Like I get those. Mm-hmm. Like I can ke- I can discipline myself and keep myself at bay. The internals, they're hard. Oh, like and And no one sees them so you Nobody can hide knows. Them. Nobody knows. And I tell you what, I think we're so good as believers with concealing them. Oh, absolutely. Cuz we're like cuz we know what to say. Absolutely. We know what makes us seem moral, you know. Um and I think you, you when you're when you're in that push and I say redlining just meaning like if you're redlining in your mind, mm-hmm. I think you've gotta pull back and you gotta say, Okay, Jesus, I need to be restored. Um, whether that's coaching, mm-hmm. um, whether that's it, it 
this is where I think people matter. Yeah. Because yes, you should be reading your Bible. Though you should be praying. But I'm again, I'm talking to mature leaders. I'm talking about people who have been leading for a long time. You need other mature people to yeah. point out things and say, "You have gone too far." Yeah. And it's time to come back, and it's time to find restoration. And you can't see that as conflict. Uh, my friend Josh says it all the time. He says, let your critics become your highest coaches. Yeah. And that's when you get that criticism, and you look at it and go, man, I need to be restored. Mm -hmm. So what does it look like for me to be restored? And then get that help. Humble yourself. Be, to bring it full circle, be the 78-year-old guy that climbs into the baptism. Absolutely. Like, I, I had a huge picture. I knew we were going to talk about this, but I had that huge picture in my mind and I was watching him struggle to get in and struggle to get out. And I was like, man, you know what, Jesus, like, uh, I, I don't struggle to get in your tub sometimes. Like mm. I, and, and here's the, here's the beautiful part of that whole story. He looked at me when it was all over and I, I didn't think he was going to get out. Like, yeah, he was, he just sat there a he little sat bit. There, like, and he stared at me and I stared at him and he said, this feels so good. Uh. And I was like, it does. It does feel good, you know, just sit there. Uh, yeah. And presence. he was just that he was there. He was loving it, you know, and I, I, I thought to myself, man, Jesus, I need to get in your tub a couple of more times. Yeah. You know, not to get baptized again, but no, but that, that just that, that humble struggle that to surrender. get in. That's restoring. That's, that, that's restoration. Yeah. It's when you climb in that tub and you go, okay, God, put me under the water. Like yeah. I'm ready. Like, and it was funny. Uh, Bethany and I were talking about this on the way home. I said, everything slows down for the older generation. And so, like, we had all these kids. They were yeah. like, in the tub, out the tub, in the tub, out the tub. And I said, uh, everything about um, his story was was so methodical and very, like, like thought out. And it went slow. And it was like, we, we slowed down. And I said, man, we, we need to do that. We need to slow uh, down a little bit more. We, yeah, we just need to rest in that presence. And he, he sat in that moment. And I... I thought, man, just to sit, sit there in that moment with Jesus. I don't, I move, I, do. I go, I do. I'm and busy. yeah, he sat there and I thought, ah, oh. it was, it was probably, I mean, those teenagers and those kids, they get me cause that's my world, Yeah. but his was the most beautiful of them all. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I let those words sink in because yeah. he looked at me and I could just hear, it was like Jesus himself was looking at me and he's like, Jordan, it does feel good in here. Yeah. You know, and he's like, struggle to get in the tub, man. Um, find restoration. Yeah. So, all right, that's enough. Pray for Jessica with his puppy. <laughs> See if we make it another week. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, we'll talk to you guys soon. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Community Gospel Church podcast. If you would like to support this ministry financially, simply log on to communitygospelchurch.com and click the Contribute tab.